The Adam Crowley Show. I'm much better than the fan. They're not as much of a jackass as that. On ESPN Pittsburgh. And the iHeartRadio app. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that by accident, on purpose, Jerry Dulac called me Tim in the last interview. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm a thousand percent sure he said it. We're going to dig that up for you in a little bit because I purposely ran back the same take that Tim had because I wanted to hear what Jerry was going to say. And Jerry paused for, what, two, three seconds? Yeah. And he gave us a a good answer, but I think he wanted to kill me. Probably did. I think Jerry Uh wanted to take his nine iron and smack me up top the head. Yeah, you might have just been lumped in with Tim Benz there. I hope not. (laughs) <laughs> Although I love Tim, I just like to be on the good side of Jerry. Jerry knows everyone. He does. Okay, Jerry's one of those guys where if you see him, you give him the handshake, and he'll bring you in for that, like, suave-ass hug. Yeah. And if you're a woman, you get the kiss on the cheek. It's like a whole thing with this guy. Dulac is one suave mf man. I'm telling you right now. He no, is. he's got class. He's, uh, he's Rico Suave for sure. Yes, he he's is. He's a cool guy, too, man. Very cool guy. Dulac. Oh, yeah. But he did say one thing that perturbed me. Well, two things, actually. <laughs> one, he didn't wish me a Merry Christmas. I mean, what the hell is that about? I mean, well, let's be friends here, man. The second thing, he acted as though I was not going to work on Christmas Day. The Grinch stole my Christmas, too, and yeah. the Grinch is Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell stole my Christmas. I got to do postgame because, God forbid, Charlie Batch do postgame on Christmas. It's me and Stan following the game. You guys got it easy, though. You're not even there that late. Come on, nah, it's, not like a, it's not like a primary there until 2.30 in the morning taking calls from drunk guys. Well, here's the reality for me. It's an easier day for me, although it might be arguably longer. I will be in at 4, watch the game. That's not work. Do the post-game show for, what, three hours? My show's three hours. I don't have a partner, typically. I don't always have a game to dissect. So basically, it's two days of my show dissecting the football game. It's easy peasy for me. But Dulac's got to leave. His daughter's not getting the Christmas love. Santa, I guess, could still be there. But father will not. I've got a take on Santa, by the way. A take on Santa? A take on Santa. Hot take on Santa. There's a kid to my left, though. I don't know if I want to say no, this take. Can't. I can't do the take? No, I would know. What if no. I do the take to my right? No, dude, no. Not, not, uh, you, I shouldn't do the can, take right now? Not, you can not, Don't do dude. the Santa take? No, dude, you'll be that guy. Okay. I'm gonna like, you will you will cause absolute hell take. for this dad right here. I'm going to whisper the Santa hears take. Anything. It's a mom. It's a mom. I'm going to whisper the Santa take. Okay. Should I whisper uh, the Santa take? Okay, I'll stand in front. Here, okay, let me get let up. Me whisper and, the Santa I'll, take. I'll make a sound shield around you yeah, by standing yeah. here. So yeah. You're wearing a sweatshirt. It'll absorb yeah. it. Okay, go ahead. We are at Buford's Kitchen, Terrace on 5th, across the street from PBG Paints Arena. I'm currently hugging you. Here's my Santa take. The fact that people lie to their kids about Santa being real oh, sucks. I know, you're right. Because, like, what if you've got wealthy parents who give you an iPad, an iPod, the new Xbox, yeah. and a cardboard cutout of yeah. Kate Winslet? And then the what? Ki- Yeah, well, uh, you know, I wanted weird things when I was a child, okay? And... Uh-huh. Kate Winslet? Yeah, well, you know, that's my thing. I don't, you, don't, you don't think Kate Winslet's cute? You don't cardboard think cardboard cutout? You don't think that could fit down the chimney? 
You get, give me a break here. <laughs> what if one kid gets all that, including the life-size Winslet cardboard cutout, and some other kid gets a pair of tube socks, which like, could also help me in the case of the Kate Winslet cardboard cutout, but what if that happens, right? So you've got kids thinking that Santa loves them more than... Look at look at look at Tom. He's got the he's taking the headset off and, and the and the waiter's coming over and you've got your volume turned up like an idiot. Don't get distracted. This is okay. not comfortable oh, when you oh, gotta okay. keep with oh, Santa yeah, Take. Sorry, sorry, Santa Take, Santa Take. I think it was my microphone that picked that up. Santa Take. Okay. You've got kids then thinking if their friend got the Kate Winslet cardboard cutout and all they got was tube socks, that Santa likes the other kid more. Like Santa's got favorites. Right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So there's my Santa Take. That's kinda that's that's I realize that it's something that is done nobly, and it's done to keep children young. But at the same time, I mean, that kind of sucks, right? Yeah, it definitely does suck. And I'd like to go into it, um, but I hugged you for entirely too long there while you were doing that sure. take so no one could hear you. So we should probably get away from we this take. should get take. away from it, you think? Yeah, did you? That was kind of naughty, you in fact. Not you deserve the... some coal. Yeah, how that's, you doing? That's you a good do hug. not want to be the guy that ruins Christmas. I mean, imagine this this family behind us. I'll, it, talk, it, it, I'll talk in veiled language, okay? The kids are too just wait smart. a second. They'll wait a second. Wait a second. Dude, wait a second. Wait a second. Just wait a second. Okay, go ahead. Wait a second. I was in eighth grade when I found out. Eighth grade. Yeah. I had friends who had had a beer in eighth grade. Not that that's right, because it's not. You were 13? I was 13 when I found out. And it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, dude. I swear <laughs> to Santa. You were not 13. I was 13 years old. You didn't catch anything, like, in the schoolyard? I caught... Like, nobody said anything? I caught like, a lot of it. I had transitioned schools. I went to a Catholic school for a long time until the end of eighth grade. Dude, I got it a lot. And that's why my mom told me. She said, look, Adam, I don't want to tell you this. I like you being pure. I like you being young. I like you being innocent. But if you continue to believe this, you're going to get your butt whooped. They're moving. I know. Do you think it's because of us? Most likely. I think you did it, dude. Do you think so? I think so. I don't think so. No, I think so, dude. I think I very well might I mean, have. Look for, you did it, dude. She's you not did happy. It. No, dude, Mother you did it. Mad. You did it. You Mom just ruined, you just ruined Christmas for a kid. You just grinched the hell out of it. Grinched it all up, dude. I cannot believe you just... I mean, I guess we can talk loud now. Is this a, tab <laughs> is this a taboo thing, Brian, where... Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> On the radio, am I supposed to not talk about Santa? Like, my demo doesn't say, it doesn't say 9 to 15, or or 3 to 15, right? We're looking for the 18. That's all gray area there right now, but I, I, I feel so bad right now because you seriously... Did you see her face? Oh, she's telling the waitress right now. Is she telling the waitress? Yeah, she's mad. Oh, my God, she's talking to the waitress. They're looking at us. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. No, dude, oh, you just ruined God. Christmas for... Ten-year-old, eight-year-old. Uh, Hunter, next up on the Crowley Show. Hello, Hunter. What, what the hell, man? Oh no! I, 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 I'm wow. I, I, heard, I just heard that unravel. Um, I, I appreciate you whispering in an attempt to spare that child childhood. But um, what, what about kids that are you know riding home from school with their parents listening to your show? I know there's only like seven listeners, but you could have just 15, ruined 15. a lot of. You Hunter, could have just ruined several Christmases. Hunter, do you believe that strongly that that actually happened? 
Um, I I don't know. I, I don't know. Should honestly, I have thrown a spoiler alert at the front of it? Well, I, I, I honestly turned on my car about uh, four minutes ago, so I literally caught you saying something about a Santa take. So I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hear, I, I didn't hear that. But you, you never know. There. I like, mean, look, Hunter. Facts are facts here. I think we really just ruined. I life. think I screwed this kid's Christmas forever. <laughs> and yeah, life, maybe. This, that kid's never going to be able to eat at the, at the restaurant anymore, either. That's whoa, like, whoa, dude, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm down for you, ruining Christmases. I am not down for taking any money out of the pocket of the terrace on Ben. Okay, Hunter, that's I, where I, we I, draw I, the line. Th- th- he's not even going to remember why he can't eat there. He's going to be 45 and, and won't be able to go in for for some unknown reason. It's it's emotional scarring, really. It is emotional. Yeah, it's time. rough. The mom's motioning over here, like talking to the waitress. And I know. Motioning. I know. She's gonna smack me on top of the head with a lump of coal. Oh my god! One I thing. Feel bad. One thing for you, Hunter. One thing for you. When did you find out? And we um, don't need, I don't need you to go into specifics. Just tell me what you found. Fi- when you found what? Ten, when you found out what we are talking about? Nine or ten, probably. Nine or ten, man. You're four years too early, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was a smart kid. Um, oh. I, but, um, well, here's how I always rationalized it, man. Here's how I always rationalized it. I said to myself, I said, as long as I know Santa's real, there's got to be a God. And then yeah, whenever right. I found out that thing that we all found out about that I just ruined for that one kid over there, I was like, well, it can't be a God, right? There's no way. Is, is, the, the, my, my last question is, is this more or less awkward than Levitar talking to Manfred yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and thank you for that the call, pain. that was the greatest interview I've ever experienced in my entire life. Hook that thing into my veins. I do love how people associate us with Levitard, though. Yes. Because we do a similar show. We do, we're not as good as them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that we are. But we do a show that's based on fun with sports sprinkled in. We enter with the same mindset. Yes. We're not going to bow at the altar, genuflect at the pew of sports. It's not what we do. Uh, If the Steelers lose a game, yes, sometimes, like this last weekend, it stinks. But uh, I'm not going to let it alter my life. It's Thursday now. I've moved on. So we approach things the same way. And our listeners are getting that, which I appreciate. This one from Jonathan at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm a new parent, and these days, let me look around. My God, it's like going out to dinner with my grandfather. You got to look around, make sure who's, who's around, who's not around. I'm a new parent, and these days, parents are being encouraged to tell their kids that the stupid average gifts are from Santa and the high-end ones are from the parents. I bought my daughter an Audi Power Wheels and I'm conflicted. <laughs> now he wants credit. <laughs> now that's a quality tweet right there, Jonathan. Appreciate See, it. And, and look, that's where it should be, you know, because the parents go out of their way so much to do this stuff. They do. And to give the credit to some somebody else. That's a really that's good That's rough. a really good point. Now, the Hot Wheels that I would be giving to my kids would be hatchback Kia Rios. And at that point, I feel like that's a gift that's okay for Santa to give because no one's jealous of that. Mm-hmm. I like that tweet, though. That's that's in the running for best tweet of the day. 412-922-2874. Todd, next up on the Crowley Show. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> I could see it on a Philadelphia radio station where the fans boo Santa, but a Pittsburgh station? Come on, man. you got to be so, better than that. 
Todd, do you have kids? Yes, I do. Are they in the car? No, they're not. Thank God. How old are they? She's 12. Is she a believer? Not anymore. Last year, she was at the stage where she didn't believe but didn't want to admit it. But now she's in seventh grade and she doesn't believe anymore. And it's the worst thing. Is that terrible <laughs> is for the... parents? Is that awful for parents? It is and it isn't because there's two hands of it. It's awful because you're the very the, the surprise and the isn't there anymore. But it's also a thing where, it, as a parent, sometimes you're like, I don't get no credit for all this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I see you're a selfish guy, Todd, so I'm going to have to cut you off. I mean, you want the credit, man? How dare you? You want credit. See, I get it, though. Todd works all no, year totally long to provide, too. man. Like, Todd's going out of his way. like, And that's the thing. It all of a sudden, this cuckold comes into the yeah, house. Santa Claus. for all of it. Like, who is this jackass? Yeah, like, you show up one year. Like, this guy's driving back and forth to soccer practice, back and forth to baseball practice, back and forth to softball practice, going to school meetings. You have to deal with other parents at the PTA. And Santa sweeps in one day a year. Takes credit for all this for good stuff. Everything. You know? If this there was a Santa, these hardworking men quiet, and women. Quiet, don't say uh, 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 There is a Santa. There, of course there's a Santa. If there was a Santa. If there was a Santa. Then I think that, well, the economy would suffer. Oh, my God! The economy would suffer greatly, but... There'd be a lot more cash to spend in other places. So that'd be great. I had a friend. I could say this out loud. Well, maybe, maybe not. I had a friend in high school. His name was Nick. And there was this bearded guy who slid into more than just the chimney with his mom. Oh, no. I know. Oh, no. I know. Oh, Santa went for the cookies. Santa went for the cookies. Mm-hmm. More like 12 years of hell. That's a bad joke. Oh, my God. Up you next. Were, wait, real quick. Oh, my God! You were really 13 when you found out. That's old, dude. Find out if that's real. And we hear from Jeff Reed next, Crowley <laughs> Show. Oh, my God! Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Right down Santa Claus Lane. Here come around when time's oh wrong. I bet it's Christmas morn again. Peace on Earth will come to all if we just follow the light. So let's give thanks to the Lord above, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Oh my God! I was 13. From the responses that we've gotten via the phones and via the text line, that appears to be an old age to stop believing in Santa. I feel like that's the proper term, right? I stopped believing. I didn't find out anything. I stopped believing. This way I can protect myself from the children in the car. Dude, you were 13. That's pretty bad, right? Yeah. It's because I was getting beat up in the schoolyard. I. Okay, so I was like eight. You were just that smart, or someone screwed up? Dad came down the chimney all hammered or something? I'm pretty investigative type of guy. And, yeah, that actually did happen, not down the chimney. Drunk but, daddy. But, uh, yeah, he, he actually dropped a bike, um, which was funny. But uh, I, when I, when I, I don't know how I can say it, when I found out, um, when you were, I, when cried, you became a I cried for days. Yeah, like it, so it, did it, I. It bugged me, dude. But you were 13. I was 8. <laughs> I know. A big problem. That's why it makes, it's bad for me. Joining us now, very happy to announce, Jeff Reed, former kicker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, Jeff, we start the conversation with this question. 
How old were you when you stopped believing in Santa? I still believe. I don't know what you're talking about, man. See, that's what I'm talking about, Jeff. You've got a little bit of yeah. child in your heart, right? Yeah, there's a lot of child in me. You guys know that. You know me better than that. There's a, I wake up on Christmas morning, and I mean, it may be a dog toy or something, but I'm still looking for something. Jeff, what have you been up to, man? What's going on in Jeff Reed's life? Well, uh, after the NFL, I obviously tried for a couple years to get back in. Had a couple tryouts, um, didn't ever make it. Um, so I realized that maybe it's time to move on, unfortunately, even though I love the league and love the game. Um, so I went to the car business. I was there for um, two and a half years. Man, uh, I was running the finance department at a huge Jeep dealership, sell about 300 cars a uh, month, number one in the southeast United States, which was uh, more pressure than kicking a game there, too, when you're in charge of millions of dollars like that. And... Uh, since uh, probably two weeks ago, I, I resigned. It was just a matter of I was strictly, you know, I was working a ton of hours, didn't have much of a life. Um, I'd like to have a wife and kids someday. Um, I'd like to have a little bit more time with my family and myself because you just all the stuff, crazy stuff going on around us, you just don't know when your days are numbered. So uh, I'm looking for another job. I want to get into coaching uh, or some other sales gig where I got a little bit of free time. Other than that, man, I mean, that's what I've been doing. So, Jeff, you say you want to get into coaching. We talking special teams coaching? We talking uh, offense, defense? Like, what are you trying to get into here? Well, I coach uh, some high school kickers in the area and a couple in North and South Carolina, a couple in Virginia. And uh, I've seen actually one of my guys is uh, playing in the Outback Bowl in Tampa for South Carolina, believe it or not. And he was told um when he was younger that he'd never he, he he had a strong leg but he'd never make it in college and now he's playing in sec so obviously he made it. um so obviously i love kickers punters long snappers because that's what i was around um and that's coming from a soccer background um but i want to coach special teams i think it's i don't think it's very hard to coach special teams if you can get your team uh <laughs> not because i don't want not because i want an easy job i just i think that Special teams is overcoached. I think that it needs to be a want-to play with a bunch of want-to guys on the field. And, uh, you know, I just having played it for some time and seen some guys not even jog down the field when they're supposed to be sprinting and seen some guys that don't even – nobody even knows who their name is and they're making all the plays. So um, that's what I ultimately want to do. I mean, head coach would be great, but I'd have more of the game to learn. Jeff Reed joining us here on the Crowley Show. Jeff, do you take great pride in – no kickers in the National Football League right now having hamstrings like you did. Yeah, none of them built like me, man. They can kick it further, though. That's kind of weird. Uh, you know, it's I had a built like a linebacker and uh, pretty flexible, of course. Sure. But uh, these guys are soaking wet 170 pounds and kicking the ball a mile. So, um, you know, it's, it, yeah, you're right. There is nobody built like me, but um, they can definitely get the job done, that's for sure. How flexible are you? How flexible is Jeffrey? I didn't know you were flexible. You said that like I would know that you were flexible. What do you do? Like you do hand, like you do splits. What do you do? Not anymore. Uh, that'd be a bad, be a bad sight. Um, but and the car business does that to you. But uh, no, I, I mean I was the biggest thing about what people don't understand about kicking is obviously the mentality of it's about eighty five percent of it. The other fifteen percent is how you train yourself um, physically. And uh, emotionally, if you miss one or you make one, you don't get too high at the highs and lows the lows. But all your height on a kick 
comes from flexibility. Um, everyone thinks it's how strong you are. It's nothing to do with how strong you are. It's where you strike the ball and how flexible you are. And uh, so that's a great pride in getting the ball up in the air, uh, not hitting line drives like some of these guys are still doing. And, um, I mean, so how flexible am I now? I mean, flexible, like if I were to stretch in front of you, you'd be like, Dan, he's flexible. But how it used to be, nine day. Could you play goalie in hockey? Is that how flexible you were, goalie in hockey uh, flexible? I don't know, man. They're pretty limber, so I can't. I can't even skate, so I wouldn't even. Uh, wouldn't even say yes to that because you got to be able to put ice cubes on first. So I'll leave that one alone. <laughs> Jeff Reed joining us here on the Crowley Show. Jeff, tell me at the height of your popularity, when you were in the prime of your career, what was it like going around Pittsburgh? What was it like talking to people? And did you ever really have to buy a drink? Uh, talking to people was great. I was one of the guys. Obviously, uh, I mean, I was in the. I was in the media for a couple negative reasons, but most of it was positive. Um, I was the kind of guy that on sporting events, I'm not going to sit in the box and wave. I'm going to sit with the fans because uh, I'm a fan too. Um, any kind of appearance where it's you know a charity event where a few guys will shake hands, I'm going to I'm going to mingle with the crowd. I went on the Steelers cruise a couple years back. Most of the current guys. Um, with the exception of James Harrison, he was out there a lot. Uh, most of the current guys were uh, non-existent, except, except when they had to be. And, uh, the uh, the older guys, and which I was the younger of the older guys, sure. were, ming- were mingling with the crowd. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, I'm very blessed and fortunate to play a game for a living, and uh, even though it's not really a living, it's 10 years. Um, but... I just, I don't know. I mean, buying a drink, yeah. I don't get offered drinks too much anymore, you know, unless it's a Steeler <laughs> fan I run into. Well, <laughs> yeah. well it, you Everyone's know, asking me to pay for them. It's weird, Jeff, because kickers, I mean, they get their popularity. I mean, Adam Vinatieri, obviously, people understand the historical value of what he's brought to the multiple franchises that he's been with, but kickers generally aren't looked at as these incredibly popular guys. I feel like that was different for you here, so... Let me ask you this. When you went out as a Steelers kicker, when you were in the prime of your career, what did that look like? You having fun as compared to now Jeff Reed, who uh, was working in the car dealership. Jeff Reed, the car dealership is, uh, I mean, believe it or not, there's, uh, you, you guys know, there's Steeler fans everywhere. So in Charlotte, it's a huge fan base. So. If I go, you know, I mean, some people came in and we, we think we were all enamored by them. They're going to buy a car, but they come in and get a signed autograph picture from me, um, which was pretty cool feeling because I'm not playing anymore. And, yes, I did win Super Bowls. Yes, I did play for the best franchise in the NFL. But, still, you're at a, sitting in a chair and a, and a high on the totem pole in the car dealership, so you don't really expect to sign a bunch of autographs. Um, but it was an easy conversation starter. Sure. So you go to a bar now, it's pretty lame. I mean, everybody knows who you are. and Gives you hell when the Steelers lose. Or... Well, then give us the good stuff, Jeff. What was it like back in the day? I mean, what, what was happening? I mean, what was happening? Like you probably had women all over you. I mean, I mean, yeah, you... well, let me let me rephrase that. It's not lame to where it's this is sucks going out. I, no, you're I, like I, the I, rest I of us. You're like the rest but, of us, Jeff. Where no, we all, but, we no, all go out. We have a pop or two. There's a ton of perks now, but then it was. What can I do for you? You know, it was like, okay, you know, you got a group of girls. You, you go out, buy them a shot or buy them a drink. They think you're, you know, Michael Jackson, which is not even close on the place kicker. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, and, and so, you, it, I mean, it's what, with the girls and stuff, of course. I mean, but you're also, 
in great shape in your mid-20s, and you play for a franchise where everyone knows the practice squad players, and uh, which was very really cool. Um, on the flip side of that, um, you had to be very careful. I mean, you couldn't do anything stupid, be around, be around something stupid, whether you're trying to do the right thing or not, uh, as I was a couple times. So it was great, though. I mean, now I still make national news if I did something ignorant because of my name and my hair. Um, but but then it was, I mean, it was great because I've never been, I'm always a guy that takes care of others. It's just not my heart in, uh, regardless if it's a charity or my family or a couple friends that aren't quite as blessed as me. Um, but then it was, you know, everyone wanted to take care of you. Shoot, I came back to um, a Steelers, uh, Steelers appearance um, in McFadden when they when they played, uh, who did they play Sunday Night Football against and snuck by them. Um, was it the Ravens? Yeah. No, but the Ravens. Uh, I, I forgot. It was uh, Packers. This, this year, yeah, back. Packers, Packers. Yep. Yeah, I was I was at McFadden's for a two-hour appearance. And, I mean, I felt like I could walk on water, how everybody's making me feel, man. And it was just like I was playing. So, great feeling. Um, nothing like the city of Pittsburgh, but Steelers fans in general. I do a, I do an event every year in California where you would think you're in Pittsburgh. It's just a little different weather and different scenery. Um, you know, so it's, uh, it's great to have affiliated with the Steelers and not only affiliated with them, but been a huge part of success. Two things uh, for Jeff Reed, former Pittsburgh Steeler here on the Crowley Show. It does sound like I remember whenever you were going through some stuff, even post-career, uh, and, and you know you got kicked out of the, the stadium, and it just it seems like that's, a, that's incredibly unfair. How much does that suck to where you know, you're almost kind of singled out at that point? Well, there's two sides of it. I mean, there's a part that, yeah, it does suck, but it doesn't because um, if if nobody cared about who you were, you're not going to be as relevant at any point, whether it's positive or negative. That's true. So that's the good side of it. The bad side is the media, as I'm a huge I'm a journalism guy, so I've been part of many, many forms of media. Um, but the media looks for something to make a story out of, as we all know. Um, with me... I was never kicked out. I chose to leave before I did something stupid to a fan that was extremely rude to me and hit me. Um, right. You know, but it, it could have been way worse. I was sitting there passing my Super Bowl around to these kids in my section and taking a million pictures, but everybody saw Jeffrey got kicked out of the game, which is not true. But, it, but it's okay. I can live with that because I know I did the right thing. And um, so, yes, in that part it sucks, but on the flip side of that, I have, I have nothing to prove to anyone. If you want to meet me as Jeffrey as a person, you can follow me on Twitter. You can talk to me on Facebook. That's me. That's not some fake guy that's acting like me. Um, you know, it's the pictures of me are me. And that's it. I mean, that's just kind of – I'm very outgoing. I can talk to anyone. I can start a conversation with anyone, whether it's Patriots fans or Steelers fans. I don't care. You know, it's, uh, it's a football team. Well, so, you, know, you know what, Jeff? I mean, you're really good at this, and you are really forthcoming on the Twitter account. I mean, hell, I DM'd you yesterday, and you said you'd come on the show. I think that speaks a lot about the character. I mean, obviously, we want to have a lot of fun with you. I got a couple of more things. Jeff Reed, former Steeler. Michael Vick has dogs now, right? Do you now set up paper towel rolls? Is that what you do? Like, do you, so, I mean, because of what happened in the past, right? Well, you know, the, the funny part is if I did and all of a sudden, like, had somebody film me destroying them, I'd probably get about 16 more thousand followers on Twitter. <laughs> right. Which I guess no press, no press is bad press, depending if you're playing or not, so it'd be good for me. But no, I don't have too many paper towels. Just a paper towel roll, you know, use that for your typical cleanups, no fighting anymore. 
All right, this is from our producer, and this is a total lift from the Levitard show, but I really want to do it. Uh, and I'm going to ask this of Jeff Reed, former Steelers kicker. Jeff, do you think Sebastian Janikowski looks like the guy who lives down the street from you and wakes up all the neighbors on Saturday mornings when he takes his Harley for a cruise? Yeah, he can pass for that. Uh, I know Sebastian personally, so I can say uh, he's the worst thing, but I'll never do that to him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, he can uh, he can pass to that guy. Well, you know, Sebastian's a very funny dude, man. He is uh, he is hilarious. And if you didn't know his success in the NFL, uh, even though he played for the Raiders, so there was limited success um, as a team, um, then you would you would never realize that he's a player, man. He's a trip, um, straight Polish accent, and uh, Jeff, do you think Daniel Sepulveda looks like the guy who politely asked you what floor you're going to upon entering an elevator? Looks like him, no. Uh, acts like him, yes. Sepulveda looks like a, a Hispanic chazier. Uh, you know, that's a ripped <laughs> dude, man. That's, a, that's one of the most ripped and athletic dudes I ever played with in my life, and he happened to be a punter so, and a holder for me, so it was great knowing him, too. Jeff, man, really appreciate the time. Uh, continued success in your post-football career. And if you wind up in coaching, uh, hopefully uh, you call better plays than Todd Haley. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, thank you for the time, though, Jeff. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'll leave that alone, man. Anything you guys need, man, you got my number. Uh, I do this stuff all the time in Charlotte and the Pittsburgh area. So just give me a call. Love it, man. You kill it. Thanks again. Thanks. Jeff Reed, former Pittsburgh Steeler. I wanted to hear about the parties. Like I wanted full honesty about the parties, and it, it, it's not—it's not that we didn't get it, because we did. But I wanted to know that he is slamming back at the terrace on fifth, seventeen Bud Lights before going out with twins. See, Crowley, here's how I saw that interview right there. Okay, is this was like we just met somebody, and we're sitting there shaking their hand, and we're kind of all on our best behavior, feeling each other out. But I have a feeling that guy is a guy who's going to return to the Crowley show and become a good part of it. He's good people, man. We should do a weekly. As he gets more used to us, I think some of those things you're speaking to will start flying. That's good stuff right there. We totally lifted the Levitard show, but it's because they mentioned me on their show. I'll reset that next. It's a Crowley show. Let me be the guy who says it, and then everyone can blame me if the Steelers lose it. I am telling you right now, the Steelers are going to win this game by double digits. They have the better team. They have the better skill position players. I think they're going to win, and they're at home. I think the Steelers are going to win this game by 10-plus points. How about that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. <sighs> <laughs> Couple things. One, Jeff Reed is good people. Good people. I want to get him a radio job. He wants a coach. I want to get that guy a radio job. He's good people. I feel like he could loosen up a little bit, but we were getting there with him. If I had longer with Jeff Reed, we'd have gotten there. We would have cracked the egg. We would have, we would have made sure that the yolk that flowed out was all of his deepest, darkest inner thoughts and feelings. Here's this from Jeff Reed. He told me he was ready at 520. He texted me, right? He said, ready. And I said, I'm calling in sex. Meant to say calling in in a sec. So after the interview, I texted him back. I said, hey, thanks a lot, Jeff. And he said, you got it. And your previous text was funny. Didn't want to call you out. Calling in a sex. Jeff, 
We need to get him to the point where he's okay with that. Jeff's our people, man. He gets the show. Yep. That guy's great. I want him. We're going to do it again next week. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm going to ask him if he wants to do it again next week. And we're going to find a way to get him comfortable saying sex on the air. Oh, I don't think it would be much of a... I think he was just feeling us out. Once he knows who we are, that word will fly, no problem. It would have been cool with a lot of people. I feel like he thought maybe it's Stan. Maybe it's Stan and, okay, you don't want to come back and be like, hey, man, why'd you say you're calling in a sex? Yeah. But we have fun on this show. That's what the show is. That's why we are the way that we are. See, that's the thing, Crowley, right there, is that people in this market, in this area, are so used to the dribble that they're delivered from the people across the street, the crap, the, the just regurgitating of the same old crap day after day. They're not used to this kind of stuff. So Jeff it. entering a media conversation there, he's handling it like people have handled it in the past. But there's a new sheriff in town. There's a new show in town. We do it differently. We do it better. We do it more fun. Bam! And look, I'm going to pat ourselves on the back because we rock. Those guys suck. Jeffrey gets it. He'll be back on. How many beers have you had so far? Four. I'm okay, angry. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> when Brian gets a couple of beers, he just starts blowing out effusive praise you're up not the gonna be, You're show. not going to shut me up now. You know what is funny is I was in the bathroom, and Brian and I were urinating next to each other because, hey, yo, bros, hello. And I said, man. I just had a beer. I probably can't have another one. Like, I don't want to have an extra beer because if I do, it'll push me over that limit where, eh, you don't really want to be driving a car. And he's like, oh, yeah, you still have to finish that one, right? I was like, yeah, I still got to finish it. I come back, beer's gone. So the question is, did Tom drink it? Or did I just pull a Craig Wolfley where he orders food, eats it, and then goes, where are my ribs at? <laughs> I think that's what happened. Yeah, I think, see, oh your God. love for beer is probably on par with uh, Wolfley's love for uh, food. So I would not doubt that in, in any way. I'm a little irritated with the listener right now. Uh-oh. Uh, I love you guys. We got big pool now. I mean, really, from where we started to where we are now, the engagement from you guys every single day is unbelievable. The tweets, the phone calls, it's great. But what I need from you is your money. <laughs> what I need from you is cash. What I need from you is capital, and I'm not getting that at this point. Tim Ben's going to join us in 13 minutes here on the Crowley Show. Stu Gotts from the Dan Lebitard Show. On that show today, Joe, if you have it ready, we'll, we'll go to it. He said that he needs to be paid for return appearances on the Crowley show. In fact, let's let you hear it right now. Stugatz is tired of like talking to the Pittsburgh affiliate. All his dreams are coming true and Stugatz is driving Jeez. home at 2.30 he's like, another one of these. Like, be careful what you wish for, man. It isn't my mistake. I called him Friday, did the Pittsburgh affiliate and I told him if the Steelers lose the game because I predicted them to win by 10, I said, if they lose the game, you can have me back on on Monday and everyone can get mad at me and not get mad at you. And I forgot I said that. And so Monday I was driving home and lo and behold, my phone rang. I'm telling you, man. These affiliate hits. <laughs> I mean, I'm doing thousands of them. Are you done with it? Are you done with it? Are you finished with the affiliate <laughs> hits? I think I got one today. <laughs> I don't, Mike, can you help me out with this, please? Stugatz, it's all his dreams are coming true, and Stugatz doesn't want any of it. He's complaining about having to do Mike and Well, I want the money. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I want mean. the right. <laughs> Love you, 970 ESPN. <laughs> It's it's Adam a, Crowley, I think it is. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a good host. I enjoyed it, you know, and now we're talking about a weekly spot on the show. 
And I'm just telling Adam, I better be paid. <laughs> Freebies are over. I mean, I get his point of view. And that's why we have started, and you can check me out on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley, a GoFundMe page to get Stu Gotts on the program. He needs to be paid. We like Stu Gotts. He works similarly to us. Uh, they are kind of the how mum, if you will, right? And we're the Mike Leeches and the Dana Holgersons who are following in the footsteps. We got the air raid offense going. They do that show at a national level, and they have a lot of fun. And they talk about sports, but they talk about life. We do the same thing here on the local level. So I want him back on the show. So I started the GoFundMe page. The goal is $500. We've got 150 thus far. And 50% of all of the donations are going to go to Children's Hospital. So if you like the show and you've got a little extra cash, and I'm not talking about a lot, but a little extra cash, three bucks, two bucks, five bucks, if you want to come down with the whole 350, whatever, we're trying to get Stu back on the show. We're trying to raise money for Children's Hospital. Make it happen at underscore Adam Crowley. Is it weird to call an audible right now? Because I'm going to try to call an audible, but it's it's up to your your approval. How about if someone throws in a hundred dollars, they get to ask two or three questions. Yes, they get to design the interview or help design the interview. Then half of that hundred goes to Children's Hospital. The other half goes to helping us to get Stu Gotts on, and you get to control the interview a little bit. And if we get Stu back, we're going to need more money to keep getting him on. Yeah. yeah. So you guys can ask questions of Stu Gotts. You pick the questions. They get asked, and then half the money goes to Children's Hospital. I think this is a really good cause to get behind because you guys like me. This in now from Jeff Reed. He said, good show. He's 100% right. It is a great show. See, this is why I like that guy. I love him. Gets the show. I did not ask him one question about Chris Boswell making the Pro Bowl because we don't like Pro Bowl talk here on the Crowley Show. Pro Bowl talk bores us. Should Cam Hayward have made the Pro Bowl? Yes. Did he? No. What am I going to do about it? Nothing. So I'm going to raise $250 for Children's Hospital. That's what we care about. Well, we care about us. And then Children's Hospital is a close second, like right there, <laughs> right behind, like narrow margin, but us, then Children's Hospital. Make them have a good holiday season. At underscore Adam Crowley on Twitter. Facebook.com backslash the Adam Crowley Show. You can find the link for the GoFundMe there, and you can donate some money, and it can go to a good cause. In fact, David Todd, who used to sit in his seat, he donated some money to the Thanks, cause. David. All right, Thanks, Dave, buddy. let's go. Appreciate that. I feel like the people who have donated whose names that we see could not figure out how to do it anonymously. Yeah. Because I tried to donate to it as well, and yeah. I couldn't figure out how to do it anonymously. <laughs> Me neither. I was yeah. going to do it anonymously, yeah. and then I popped yeah, up. It, it was difficult. I had this whole plan to make it look like it was all listeners. I didn't want to think of someone associated with the yeah. show, Brian, but I couldn't figure it out. Brian was going to trickle in like a buck fifty here, yeah. a buck fifty there. <laughs> Love the show. Listener here. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. It was all under the Brian LaMartina facade. Well, not so much a facade, but the Brian LaMartina character. So let's get this happening. Children's Hospital, at underscore Adam Crowley. What else are you going to spend that money on? Let's go. At underscore Adam Crowley, go fund me. I got a question for all y'all at 412-922-2874. Topic from earlier. 
There are children around, though, so I've got to be sensitive here. Oh, my God! you got to get quiet again. you got to get quiet again. We're at the Terrace on 5th, across the street from PPG Pants Arena. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in Santa? And if you don't, when did you stop believing? Because I was 13. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. And please, if there is an adult listening that still believes, please call. Yes. If you were 13 when you found out, I need to hear from you too. Dude, I'm serious. Like, I'm not being judgy, but like, that's old. It's really old. Like, I mean, how long would your mom let you go? Like, she would have let you go all all the way up until current age if she could have, right? She would have let me go that long. She's the one who put the kibosh on it, though. She was like, my God, my son's such a weirdo anyway. I wore socks up to my knees. I had the tidy whiteies going on. Not that there's anything wrong with that if that's the way you are today, but it's going to get your ass kicked. And my mom said, with all the information that we have available we got to make sure that he can get his ass kicked a little bit less the next time around. So she actually helped, but I cried. It was Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving. That's about when. That's about the time I found out as well, like in that time frame. Like as it's leading up, you're getting past the turkey. You're starting to think about what Santa's going to bring you, you know, and then you hear things, hear your friends talking, some of them maybe a little more advanced than you, you know, they're – mentioning things and you're like oh what's I up with that? so you go home and you ask and boom hammer comes down dude. hammer comes down world collapsed that's the time oh when my, my childhood God. ended yeah i feel like that's kind of the line of demarcation do you remember what the last gift you got was under the guise of it not coming from the people it's not it supposed to come from it was what i think it was a we wow you're young yeah <laughs> yeah i know how long ago was we popular uh, that was like, what, four or five years yeah, ago? Yeah. No, maybe a little more, ten uh, years ago? Yeah, well, yeah, I think it was about ten. And, look, we got its ass kicked in the market, kind of like my ass would have been kicked had I not have found out what I did find out about Santa. i got to get a sports take him. in here. Why are there so many kids in a bar? I don't get it. Yeah, these kids could be in a bar. They don't believe in Santa. Ah! Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. These kids are in a bar. Yeah, and they don't believe. Are they still believing Santa? That this is terrible parenting. I know him. What's wrong with you, kid? Here's my Use sports take. Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette tweeted out, Todd Haley said the second down play at the end of the game to Hayward Bay had to be incomplete or out of bounds. I wasn't there, so I don't know exactly the tone that was taken. But if he's firing passive-aggressive shots back at Ben, it's about freaking time because Ben shoots across the bow. Every single time he goes on that station across the street. You get yours, Todd. Up next, a guy who always gets his, the official vampire of the Crowley Show. Still a child at heart. Going to ask him about Santa. It's Tim Benz, Crowley Show. I know him. I don't think they were thinking, I wonder if he caught that ball. Oh, of course it's possible. But, you know, Tim, I, I mean, uh, Adam, when I heard.